0: Don't look at too big of the picture, don't look at the broad picture, really narrow in like all of the things someone is doing if you are aspiring to be them. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and branding. the most excellent show on the airwaves. I'm your host, Wayne.
1: And I'm Garth, the sidekick supreme. Dude, can you believe we're doing a podcast? It's like a public access TV show, but for your ears.
0: Totally, Garth. Today, we're diving deep into episode number 91, marketing, tricks and treats. It's gonna be a total swing
1: fest. Yeah, and remember listeners, we're not
0: worthy. We're not worthy. But we're going to give it our all anyway. So strap in, crank up the volume on your cassette players, and let's rock this episode. <laughs> okay, can you guess who we are? Because we can't <laughs> do that this whole episode. <laughs> Play's World! Play's World! Party time! Uh, we'll share we'll share a little uh, sneak of what we're looking like right now and yeah but wayne's world party on party on let's do it uh this is going to be a really fun kind of hot takes episode because sadly marketing tricks don't just stick around for halloween season they're here all the time so Let's just get into it because, and stick around, especially if that was really hard to listen to, we apologize, but stick around because at the end of this episode, we're going to give you a digital trick or treat goodie bag and you're going to want to know how to get it. All right, let's get into those Halloween tricks and not just Halloween tricks, but tricks that you probably see all year round. So the first one is that the belief that you have that SEO is hard and it it's not true uh it's just not true and in fact we want to do a whole dang episode on this because we know that this is the number one thing holding you back from investing in seo or trying to learn more about it or just overall understanding seo in general is that it's too hard and even if you try it it's not going to work for you and friend that is so not true we've also been in your shoes because when we first started our business we did not come from an seo agency we were not seo in seo school if that's even a thing um we we didn't do those things and we learned it and we've now worked on i counted the other day it is over 80 websites that we have optimized which is a heck of a lot (laughs) so it's not hard friends you can do it and that is the first trick that you need to just note in your little brain that it is it's not it's not hard i will
1: say when i first started when we first started this business together i didn't even know how to spell seo and (laughs) um (laughs) you're so funny um but uh yeah so i've like i'm kind of self-taught and and um, Abby over here was also my teacher, so I oh, I thought you were gonna break out into a tune was, for me. Or I something. was gonna break. <laughs> I have my little white guitar here. Um, so yes, yes, it it is a lot easier when you just let go of that mm-hmm. that fear that it is, and you hard. get the
0: right people on your side that lose the jargon and don't make you feel weird about it and if there is someone you're following out there or if there's an expert that you're really investing in their advice and they make you feel like you're not smart enough to do it that's a sign that you maybe shouldn't learn from that person because you absolutely are smart enough to do it
1: yep absolutely
0: so the second
1: trick is we we laugh at this one and we find this one pretty cringy um the promise of six figure months or years from your besties online. So we, first of all, I think that's just so um, it makes you feel like you're not in the right place in your business when you don't reach that. So when somebody's like, if you do this for x amount of months, or if you do this, or if you launch this thing the way that I'm launching it, you're going to have six figure months, or you're going to make six figures in a couple of days while you sleep. And that Sure, maybe it works for some people. But realistically, for the majority of us, that's just not how our businesses work. And it's just kind of exhausting to see people promising that over and over or like, kind of, this is going to sound really mean, but like you're kind of like, they're kind of like up on their high horse. Like I made six figures and all I had to do with this is
0: this. It's a salesy, it's a salesy thing to say. It's just kind of, they're not telling you that because they want you to get six figures. It's, it's a way to sell their program to maintain their six figures or whatever, which also, I would also like to note that just whatever that bottom revenue line is, does not mean that is what they are taking home. Because a lot of times people are spending money on a massive amount of contractors, employees, services, tools, and they actually aren't taking a profit at the end of the day. Right? So that's another thing to keep in mind is that it doesn't matter what that revenue number is, what they're bringing home every month, what they're bringing home every year, because it's not apples to apples with your business and they might have a lot more expenses and you in fact might be making more money than them. Like Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. all just, a metric that is taken out of context and used in a salesy way especially on social media that's just gross it's just gross it's like a huge pet peeve of ours and also it's not like it's not like it doesn't take work. Like, it, I
1: guarantee you, these people like mm-hmm. worked their asses off to get to that six figure number. But the way that they market it kind of makes it sound like you don't have to do any of the work and you're just going to make that much money overnight, Easy.
0: which is not true. It's yeah. just not true. No, just not true. So, this, this is why we called this a hot takes episode because, sure, this say it works for someone talking about their six figure sales strategy, whatever. But it's just, you know, it's just gross. We just don't like right. it. <laughs> and we're probably pissing some people off right now. By we don't like it. it but, don't do it. Yeah. Um, another kind of pet peeve of ours is anyone who guarantees results. And this is something that's especially true in the SEO world. And it really it this is a question I get asked a lot on our discovery calls of can you what kind of results can you guarantee? Or what kind of results can you give? And the very first thing I say is I don't guarantee results, nor should you trust anyone who does, because the world of organic marketing, non-paid marketing, and SEO in general, you don't control that. You can't control your performance. Also, the world of SEO is a different competitive level It for everyone, uh, what keywords you're going after, who else is competing for you in this space. That all brings a different layer of complexity to how successful you might be. And I can't tell you whether you're going to be super successful or not until you get into that research. And anyone who promises you success or ROI is likely using that as a sales metric or might be using kind of shady tactics to get there because that means at all cost they're going to show you growth, even if it's not true because let me tell you, you can spin the numbers no matter what. Like you can spin them to work for you i mean we worked in the agency world and like that's people do that all the time people spin the numbers to show you the positives and then leave out the bad and we're not afraid of the bad like we're not afraid to show you when something isn't working and then to give you a strategy to make it work moving forward and i think that's what a good partner should do for you
1: i also think results come from how much you put in too so even or if you like give Mm -hmm. everything to this person that says they're going to give you the results um that you want the thing like what we like to do is partner with people so we teach you we give you the tools but we also want you to take it and run with it and it really depends on the amount of passion that you have to take that and run with it and put into it so what you put into it is normally what you're going to get out of it so i think a lot of it kind of is on you too with the results that you want to get and how much you're willing to kind of work for those
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty rare Mm -hmm. that we're that anyone is going to be an overnight success oh there's usually so much like have you seen that graphic of like the iceberg of like you can see the top Mm -hmm. of the iceberg Mm -hmm. and not see like all the crap that's underneath all the stuff you did to get there that is 99 percent 99.9% of the time. Sure, sometimes some people get lucky, but you can't depend on that. Like, you can't depend on that for your business. And you, people work to get there. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, the next one. <laughs> this is my favorite <laughs> that your logo is the most important brand asset. Um, this could not be any further from the truth. And if you've followed along on our socials or on our podcast, we talk about this a lot. But a lot of people, I think, get very hung up on the logo. They think that that is their brand, but your brand is so much more than your logo. It's actually kind of funny. Like, your logo actually is probably one of the least uh like the brand asset that like matters the, can we not can we the talk lees? about ours but yeah. <laughs> i mean seriously we're like a prime example of this because i think the only place that our logo lives right now is probably our website and it's teeny teeny tiny up in the left hand corner and otherwise we don't use it anywhere else because there's no need to because we are actually the face of our brand people see us they see abby and myself and they're like oh that's duo collective those are the girls that run that business they are the duo and um we our faces and us in costumes and us in wigs are more part of our brand than that of our logo people don't look at our logo and think oh that's their brand they look at us so a huge part of your brand is actually you and how you show up and how you converse and communicate with your audience that is so much more important than your logo because at the end of the day i guarantee you i would love to know how many of your listeners right now that follow along that have listened to us and like been there for a while actually know what our logo looks like because Mm -hmm. i guarantee you probably don't uh which is fine because like we said it's not the most important brand asset that you have. Is it a part of it? Yes. And should you have a main logo? Obviously, of course, but it is nowhere near that main piece of what your brand um, should should do, essentially. Mm -hmm. You are more of the brand than your logo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite brand asset to create?
1: I would say one of my favorite brand assets to create is probably patterns and icons because those things can be so unique and specific to each brand. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a logo usually is you know words, obviously, and then maybe different colors and maybe an icon or a shape, but patterns and icons you can get so specific. Uh, we're in the middle of a rebrand right now, and we've got some really fun icons that are like very specific to us, so you'll see those eventually but, um, those are the most fun pieces to create. And I think a lot of people forget about patterns and icons. They're like, how am I gonna use these? What, what's the point of these? Like, this isn't a brand, a brand is a logo fonts and colors and you're like, no, these are the pieces that really take your brand and make it stand out and make you different.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you haven't thought through like your, the pieces, like the visuals are one piece of it. If you haven't thought through the strategy side and defining what your brand personality is, what your brand voice is, all of that stuff is so important and it's even more important now with ai tools like if you're using ai tools to help build on your brand and write content for your brand Mm -hmm. you have to have those defined because you have to be able to tell ai what your personality is, what your voice is, who you're reaching, who your audience is, and then you're going to get much better content. And speaking of that may or may not be something that is in the trick or treat bag that you'll get at the end of this episode. All right. So the next trick that we have in the bucket is bots and fake followers and just in general focusing on vanity metrics that don't matter. And this actually comes into play more than just Instagram because Mm -hmm. I have seen people buy fake website traffic so that they can amp up their website traffic for influencers, for product um, sponsorships, for blog sponsorships, for running ads. And at the end of the day, those people don't convert and people will find that out. Um, If you have thousands of followers, and no engagement or engagement that doesn't translate to sales or spammy engagement yeah spammy engagement or you never you have thousands of followers but you never get an inquiry in from instagram like if you never get inquiries from instagram what's the point what's the point of having all of these vanity metrics if no one is giving you their money there's no point
1: also I think the thing that rubs me the wrong way when it comes to stuff like that, too, is like, you don't know how you're growing after you've bought those followers, you, you can't actually track those insights very well, because you kind of just threw that all out the window Mm -hmm. because you're not getting that true engagement, you're not getting those true followers or likes or comments. Um, And I think that's just really unfortunate because at the end of the day, then you don't really know how you're growing in that particular space. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And actually cleaning up your followers is actually a really beneficial thing to do because it can improve your engagement because your engagement rate and all of that kind of those analytical metrics are based on the total reach. And if you are reaching people who are never engaging with you, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So if you actually scroll through your follower, the people who follow you and scroll through them, scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll likely see that there's people missing. Like some people don't have profile pictures or, you know, they're private. So like those are real people, but you'll, you'll be able to tell which are bots. Like they're people who don't have any posts. They don't have their following people but no one's following them. Yeah. The no They're, post things
1: is it's so it's like yeah, okay.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of really weird things and you can kind of tell right away. And if you just start kind of removing these people from your list, that can actually boost your overall analytics because mm-hmm. you're going to start reaching people and the algorithm is going to know who you want to reach based on the people following you. So just, it's a slow process. Like growing, especially on Instagram, can feel like a slow process because of all those other tricks out there of people being like, I got 500,000 followers in one week. Here's how I did it with my exclusive reel strategy. And you're like, oh, oh great, cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that, like, it just takes time. Give yourself grace and just keep doing it. The more consistent you'll be, the better. You'll see it perform for Mm -hmm. you over time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just more authentic and it just feels better to be authentic, (laughs) especially in the social space. Like the idea, Mm -hmm. uh, the reason for the social space is to show up digitally and be social and
0: connect and connect Connect with people create connections that whether it turns into a client or a someone buying your product or it turns into a a collaboration or or a a friend yeah Yeah, there's so many benefits to it so don't use it as a scammy salesy tactic use it as a way to create connection with your audience of people you'd never otherwise get to meet in today's day and
1: age that's probably how Garth and Wayne would have met
0: Yeah, probably. I will say the bangs are killing me on this wig right now. Also, who thinks that Abby should dye her hair black? No one. No one. No one thinks that.
1: I'm too Uh, white for that.
0: Oh my goodness. Like translucent.
1: Okay. So the next trick is the idea that there is a one kind of marketing blueprint for everybody or a one-size-fits-all marketing um, strategy. And that is so far from the truth. Uh, I think even when we first started Duo, we weren't totally sure how we were gonna market ourselves. I think we were kind of like, we're gonna do this, we know what we're good at, but you know, who are we gonna market to? Or what do we wanna do? Or how are we gonna market? And the, the one thing we knew is we wanted to do organic marketing. So nothing paid, everything, just just organic and um, in our field. So branding and SEO. But we needed to hire a coach in order to kind of know how we should put one foot in front of the other. And we had to find the right coach for us. And that would took a little bit of research, but I think it's really just finding a coach who is doing what you want to do. And then that's kind of the blueprint that you need. So um, whether it be following them and learning from them or actually, actually hiring them, that's where you want to start essentially. And that doesn't mean that you're not gonna pivot because you could definitely pivot years down the road. But um, if you see anything out there that's like, this one size marketing fits all that is so not that's not true
0: no and chances are you're probably watching someone who's doing something completely different than you they're selling to a completely different audience they're selling completely different products they're selling completely different services that isn't apples to apples you can't take their blueprint and apply it to your business it's not going to work and even if you look at people like I want to be like Amy Porterfield. I want to be like Jenna Kutcher. Mm -hmm. I want to be these people who are making millions of dollars and that's what I want to be. And I'm going to sell a course to do it. Yes, they do sell courses that brings in a lot of their revenue, but what are they doing to get there? Like you have to look at more than just that. You Mm -hmm. have to look at How are they launching their sales? What tools do they use? What are like, how are they bringing in their audience? What kind of freebies do they have? What's their email marketing strategy? How are they sharing their content on social media? Mm -hmm. There's so many more things that are happening in between the this person sells a course, I'm going to sell a course, and now I can be like them. There's so many more things that you need to get a magnifying glass to look at to like find that blueprint and also what works well for them might not work well for you. And that's okay. They might have a completely different audience than you do too. And like, for example, Jenna shares so much lifestyle content, Mm -hmm. like tons of tons of lifestyle content. And that's great. That works for her. She likes sharing that and sharing her life in the behind the scenes and her audience likes it. And it resonates well to sell her courses. That might not work for you. You like, even for us, we actually find it hard sometimes to share personal, personal stuff. life stuff yeah. and we
1: always said we wanted to be like jenna kutcher so yeah right <laughs> so it's, maybe someday but like we definitely yeah are not taking the same steps that she's doing right now with, and no that's fine because
0: and yeah we're that's okay like there there are definitely bits and pieces that our audience that we share with like our email list like all you've probably heard about my sourdough bread journey like things like that you'll hear about these little like tidbits of things of our life but it's not our instagram feed we actually Focus more on our partnership and our business relationship, and like that's perfect and great
1: content for you guys that mm-hmm. we know is relevant within the
0: SEO and the branding space. And this feels right for us. Yes, it does not feel right for us to just start talking about the types of clothes we like to wear, or how our home is decorated, or like anything mm. like that would not make sense you for don't us. You want
1: to see what I wear every day? <laughs> You'd be like, does she ever change no. wigs? Yoga different pants? wigs,
0: <laughs> different wigs every day. Yeah. So it's just making sure that you. Don't look at too big of the picture. Don't look at the broad picture. Really narrow in at like all of the things someone is doing, if you are aspiring to be them. Removing the whole, I need to do it the same way. And really just sitting down and understanding what you'd like to do and how you can infuse your own approach to it, rather than this copy paste blueprint strategy. Yes, exactly. Um, The next one is repurposing your content or not your content, repurposing someone else's content. This has been an issue, I would say on Instagram more than anything of like Mm -hmm. people resharing posts and not crediting the original person. Um, If we ever reshare something, we do it multiple ways. We ask them in the DMs first then we share it, we tag them in the comment, and we tag them in the post. Yes. And that is the best way to make sure that people know that this is not our work. It is someone else's. And I think that's so important. Yeah,
1: we actually haven't done that in quite a while, and that's okay. I mean, resharing somebody's content is totally fine as long as you get the right permission. And it is very important to reach out, especially in their DMs, because some people have guidelines on how they want you to reshare their stuff. So it's not as simple as just like reposting their photo and tagging them. Some people say, okay, I need you to tag me before quote unquote before the fold. So essentially, you have to tag them right away. If your caption is super long, they don't want to be at the very end. They might want to be recognized right away so that somebody knows that that's their content and that we're resharing it. So mm-hmm.
0: um, some people
1: have very specific ways that they want their stuff reshared, yep. and that's
0: okay. Yeah, and super important if you're sharing any like user-generated content. Like if you're a product business and you're sharing other people using your product, making sure you have their approval is so, so important Um, and that, honestly, it doesn't need to be super formal. It can just be a DM. So the other thing too um, is testimonials. So we get this question a lot because testimonials is obviously really great for an SEO perspective because people are talking about you online. Always good um, from for SEO, but people ask too. So Google says that it's illegal to pay for testimonials, and we have a lot of clients, and even we do this sometimes ourselves, where we say, "Hey, leave us a testimonial, we'll give you a five dollar Starbucks gift card." And now everyone's like, "Ooh, am I like this is against Google's rules? Can I be doing this?" It's technically not against Google's rules as long as you are not requiring them to leave you a five star rating. <laughs> you cannot say leave me five stars say i'm the best person ever and i'll give you a starbucks gift card (laughs) so make sure that it's open-ended it is hey leave a review of any kind however you think of me what would you tell someone else who wants to work with me um and in return for your time i will give you a starbucks gift card not for the review but for the time that you have taken to out of your day to complete this for me. So that is absolutely okay. But making sure that again, you have approval to do so, like you're asking for approval. Yes. And if you are adding those to your website, you should also ask your clients for approval via email. because. The thing with Google is if someone logs into Google Maps and or Google in general and wants to change their review, especially for people who have like long-term clients or they buy your products for years and years, all of a sudden they want to change their review because something changed and they're all of a sudden went from happy to not happy or the opposite. They went from not happy to happy. Google allows them to change it. And if they change it and you have it pasted on your website, then someone can't make those changes so um making sure that you've asked for approval and kind of have that saved away can just help you from any kind of legal snafu
1: yes so the next trick is black hat seo strategies so we've talked about this a little in the social space and probably a blog probably episodes. actually episode a- episode 19, 19 yeah So this is basically doing anything with SEO where you're trying to be a little like sneaky to get more Uh, Google like clicks to have people find you and stuff like that includes hiding text or keywords on your website. I think we've had not a lot of people, but we've definitely had people be like, so can I just write all of this copy and like change it to white on a white background so nobody sees it. And, but Google is still crawling it. And that's a huge no, no. And Google can actually detect that and they will ding you for it. Um, Another one is buying backlinks. Uh, So we kind of, that's kind of the, I don't know, is that kind of, it's like buying bots, essentially you're buying backlinks. So buying bots on Instagram makes it look like you're, you've got a ton of followers, buying backlinks kind of does the same thing. Like you've got all of this amazing content, but again, these are things that Google, Google's smart and they know Mm -hmm. that you're doing these and uh, you will get dinged for it. Um, Creating poor content, Google can tell this, so you can't just, you know, create, and creating just like a ton of content, right? Quality Mm -hmm. is way better than quantity when it comes to. To this um and consistency so if you can only do you know one blog post a week or a month be consistent with that versus cranking out a ton of unquality like not great content uh that is just another black hat seo strategy and um I think I think that's there's a yeah right?
0: episode 19 we list out a bunch of different kind of black hat strategies black hat is really just um it's just a term that they call bad strategies chances are if it feels if it gives you the ick when you think about it like oh this seems like I'm cheating oh, or this seems kind of gross yeah then it likely is wrong like it should feel authentic and good when you're doing a strategy like this. All right, so the next trick in the book is avoiding avoiding AI because you think you're smarter and or you're or better you're scared of it, maybe yeah, even. yeah, or maybe you're scared of it. Um, I recently was looking at a post on a Facebook community. can't even remember what one it is now, but it was all about like AI and how people feel about it and using it in their business, and someone commented saying. I don't use AI, I went to school for marketing, I have much better strategies and ideas and I don't think it's fair to my clients that I use AI rather than using my own brain. Oh, and I, like I
1: want to go look at the comments. <laughs> and
0: see how that blew up, <laughs> right? I'm one of those people that when I see a post, then I'm like, "Oh, I want to see like what crazy people are saying in the comments." Oh yeah, for sure. um, I just like watching the dumpster fire burn. Uh, <laughs> but I read that, and I was like, "I am sure a lot of people are feeling that way, especially marketers. They're probably feeling like AI is a cheater, like it's a cheat code. And I think this is so far from the truth. I think the Really, if you're not using AI, I think you're going to fall behind. And I say that with like so much like heart to just jump in and start using it because it's really not going anywhere. And you can use it in a way that feels like cheating, where it's just going to write things for you and do it for you and you copy and paste and you finish it. But the people who are going to use AI to their advantage are going to use it as a helper. Like you should think of AI as your intern. Would you let your intern just run your business without you watching them? No, you wouldn't. You would double check their work. You would train them. You would educate them on how they could write this a little bit better for you next time. You would be teaching them how to do those things for you. So that's how you should treat AI you should have ai help take a little bit of the work off your plate but then you should be educating ai and you should be tweaking the final product and you should be doing all of that work to then make the content better while also saving you more time and being more efficient. And that's where you're really going to shine by using AI tools and even just things like ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. And we have some really fun tricks for you and some of our favorite AI tools that we have been using and loving um, in your little goodie bag at the end. So stay tuned. Okay, so the next
1: one is pivot overload. How do they say it in friends? You're a Friends. P- Does he just like scream
0: pivot? Oh, pivot, <laughs> pivot. Ross, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so funny. Um, <clears throat> so basically jumping from one thing to the next without waiting for the traction or the real results from that other thing that you just did. I would say sometimes this is um, something that we uh, are not great at. Yeah. I think we will, we get really excited about things um sometimes it's that like new shiny object or that new thing that somebody just did and we kind of want to do something like that because we think it makes sense for our business and we get so overly excited and passionate about it that we just like dive in and then something else comes along and we're like oh we kind of want to do that too so Um, We're kind of at fault for this sometimes, but Mm -hmm. I think we have recognized it. We've said it out loud to each other and we're working on it, but it can be so easy to do stuff like that, um, to launch something and then you don't get the results that you expected as soon as you expected, and you don't actually kind of let it sit there and work for a certain amount of time, right? You are like, you instantly launched something, you think you're gonna make that, you know, that um, six digits overnight or six uh, figures overnight, and you don't, and you're kind of like, okay, well, I gotta pivot to something else. And so then you pivot to something else because it didn't make you the money that you thought it would instantaneously. So I think it's really just, working on the things that you know are going to move your business forward and not having that shiny object syndrome and letting that course or whatever it might be kind of after you launch it, let it sit, you know, keep, keep marketing it, keep doing your thing, keep talking about it, but don't immediately be like, well, I didn't make the sales. I thought I would in week one, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like that happens. It's happened to us before and we're living proof of that. So don't think that it didn't work because it still might be working. You just have to give it
0: time. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, business is very much like sports. Like if you played any sports growing up or still do now, it's something where like you have to practice like you're you're not just gonna go to your first game and hit home runs and never miss a pop fly and all of Mm -hmm. the things you have to practice and the more you practice the better you get the more consistent you get and the better results you see and the same thing with business if you created a product if you created a course if you created a podcast if you created anything and you believe in it then you need to do the hard work to keep practicing selling it Mm -hmm. and the results will come and it might not be like the end product might be great but maybe it's defining your audience like maybe you need to tweak who you're selling to maybe you need to tweak how you're selling to maybe you just need a bigger audience and so you need to work on brand awareness Mm -hmm. whatever it is it's Practice just like sports. Yeah.
1: And learning from your mistakes, like, Mm -hmm. because you're going to make mistakes in sports just like you will in business. And it's okay to take those learnings Mm -hmm. and um, apply them differently to your business. And it's okay to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. If we didn't make mistakes in our businesses, we, you know, might not figure out what, you know, if we do end up pivoting, it, it might be because we made a mistake and we learned from Mm -hmm. it. Um, so I think it's totally okay to make those mistakes, to give yourself grace when you make those mistakes and to learn from them and do it differently the next time.
0: Absolutely. And the very last trick we have for you today is not investing in your business and hoarding all your cash for a rainy day.
1: (laughs) Sounds great. Uh, yeah.
0: Right. It sounds really great to watch that bank account grow. Um, but also it's something that you, if you're not making investments in your business, how can you expect other people to invest in you? You're asking your customers and your clients to invest their dollars in you. Why? Like, Think about that for a second of like, where are you putting your dollars? What are you investing your time in? How are you going to make yourself better for your clients or for your customers? And I think when you take that approach to it, it kind of change. Changes the perspective. Like you should always be investing in yourself. And it doesn't have to just be business related content. It doesn't have to be hiring a bookkeeper. It doesn't have to be hiring a coach. It could be you taking a week and like shutting off social media and going to some like beautiful retreat. Or something where you can have like a fresh brain and a journal and really just have yourself to ideate your next year with mm-hmm. it does not have to be something that feels like a new course or a new product or something like that it can just be you really just investing in yourself in the time and giving yourself some of that
1: break and rest because and that can that's feel selfish thing. sometimes but it's not mm-hmm. and i think a lot of us can be like oh well, that's really selfish to buy a massage or go on a retreat with my business, but, or like my business account or whatever. But I think it's really important to realize that I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs and small business owners don't reward ourselves enough. Abby and I were just, we were just talking about this earlier today that we don't, We don't celebrate the milestones like we should when we should. And so we're like, oh, we'll just loop it into the holiday party and like give ourselves a big old cheers and pat on the back then. But it's okay to, you know, do things like that. That is investing in you and your business and rewarding yourself. So like Abby said, it doesn't have to be an accountant or a bookkeeper. It can be things like that that help your mental state and your emotional state within your business as well.
0: Yeah, and speaking of, also talk to your bookkeeper if you have one about about what you want to invest your money in because they could also give you tips on like, oh, this, can, this is like tax deductible or just know like, great, you can still spend those dollars, but it's not tax deductible. Things like that can be mm-hmm. definitely good to understand. But I will tell you that we invest in things that aren't tax deductible all the time because we know that we need it and deserve yeah. it and all of that good stuff. This so. was a
1: really hard thing for me when we first started. Anytime I wanted to make like even a $5 purchase, I'd be like, hey, Abby, um, I'm <laughs> at Target and I could really use this for my desk or whatever it was. And I'm like, it's like $7.99. She's like, "Are you kidding me right
0: now? (laughs) Why are you asking me for permission?"
1: (laughs) And I'm like, "Oh, I just want to make sure it's okay. Like, our books are fine, and like it's for the business, and uh,
0: yeah." Uh, We've come a a long way since then. Courtney, (laughs) Courtney, just the other day is like, "Oh, I put my groceries on the Duo card, so
1: (laughs) the only thing we had, we were checking out, and my husband's like." Do you have our, our our card? And I'm like, yeah, I should. And he took it out <laughs> of my little wallet. So all I had was the Duo one. So I was like, okay, well, shoot, Abby. <laughs> he was going to go home. Like we were, uh, he, our groceries were going so to fast. the bag, and he's like, oh, I gotta run home. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm just using Duo. I'm gonna reimburse us. It's gonna be <laughs> fine. So Duo just bought groceries. We,
0: uh, yeah, Madison, our bookkeeper is amazing, and She's thankfully she, she fixes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thankfully she fixes our books every month when we make screw ups like that yeah. because that So that's happens. okay to do
1: too. <laughs> if you screw up, if you use the wrong card, you're fine. It is what it Bigger, is. You'll just yeah.
0: And there you have it, all of our Halloween tricks that last all year long, and there will be so many more. But the good news is that we have treats for you. And those treats come in the form of some of our favorite AI tools that we're loving right now. We have some little fun email templates for you, AI prompts for you. Uh, What else do we have in there?
1: I just, Some, let, just a bunch of resources yeah
0: resources things we're loving um i think sometimes things that we're investing in yes. pretty soon i think we really love to see like what things people are putting their money behind and what people are investing in and so we want to share that with you too so you can get a little peek behind the curtain so there are just a lot of goodies in there so if you go to duocollective.com forward slash trick or treat that is where you will find it so go check it out and let us know what you think and happy halloween if you like this episode please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every monday Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.